piss, 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 Howdy there, sir, and welcome back to Endgame, a Riverdale podcast where two dreamy people, a third person, and a cat review a nightmare of a show. I am your first host, Punch Drunk. I'm your second host, Vote Shoney. Choney? One of those. <laughs> and I'm your third host, Mandor Handhook Cardor. And I, your fourth host is a cat. Is a cat. His name is... Also lumpy. He's lumpy. He is a lumpy man. Ouchie, sir, what are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, my I'm going to redact his name. I'm just going to call his name lumpy. Lumpy last name redacted. Hi, buddy. So, sir, we're all in the same place. And the only thing relevant about that is that... What's your name? Vote Vote Shoney is turned almost the completely opposite direction to where the microphone is. Oh, no. Like, the microphone is in one direction, and she's turned almost 180 degrees. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, the cat. And also that she's hangry. But she's going to start by telling us a dream. I'm a brave little girl. I don't know what my dream is. Why would you... You're a brave little toaster. A toaster? Can someone else go first? <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking for my stupid dreams. Oh, my dreams the are The only nightmares. dream I can remember right now is also a nightmare, so that's okay. Oh, cute. Um, so in this dream, I'm in a show. I don't know what the show is. It's like some adaptation of a Shakespeare type thing. I think it's an adaptation of a bunch of poems into a musical. Um, that's stupid. <laughs> so, sorry, my dream self didn't come up with a better original musical for you. You're <laughs> I wanted to end that with your actual name because it's way more pointed for an ending than Vote Shoney. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vote Shoney. It's less pointed than your real name, anyway. Because my real name is pointed. Yeah, it's very pointy. <laughs> so it's less pointed. Because Vote Shoney is less pointed than. Than the name. word pointed. I'm really dumb. You're. Oh my god, that's so dumb. I'll... <laughs> Anyway, say, um, say my name, but in an angry voice. Man, hand, hook, car, door, hook. I was wrong. Car. Door, hot car, man. <laughs> yes, I am exactly that. Man, hook, car. That's what I'm calling you. So anyway, no, I was in this show. Hand, hand door, door, fuck. So I was in this show, right? And everything was fine. I was having a good time with the show until we started... Uh, this is really just going to be me spilling my insecurities on the podcast. Like, this is not an ideal. Spill your trauma, too. Do, do, do. No, Hell this yeah. isn't funny. I trauma dumped on you, like, two minutes ago. But that wasn't... I'm not trying to pass... You weren't trying to pass it off as legitimate entertainment. Lord! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I want that sound of the podcast. Now I have it, sucker. Wait, that can be a redacted sound. Lord! I could just say blorb. No, I like, I like that it is already, like, metallic in that one. That's a recording from a Build-A-Bear thing. Don't worry about it, Sarah. This is the most me I've ever been on the podcast. His persona's dropped. Sorry, this was is the real So I was having a dream, and everything was fine until we were learning songs. And then my self-consciousness about my singing voice started to come into the dream, and that was fine. But then I was called in to do a song that I didn't know, and then they were like, oh, by the way, 
every line in this show is poetry. And I was like, I didn't know that somehow. And so people just started singing this song um, in perfect like rhyme and meter that they all knew, but no one handed me sheet music. And so I just had to make it up on the spot. And then the dream made the pointed decision to go to everyone else that was already also singing the song and give me their internal monologue about how she, I was doing. <laughs> And so there would just be like, it would be me trying to do a verse and then it would be the next people being like, God damn it, he's ruining this for everyone. And then them starting this beautiful soliloquy of a verse. I can't believe your brain can just come up with perfect rhyme and meter. Your brain just did that on its own. awful. But your brain did that. It was horrid, but it didn't do it for me. And that's (laughs) just mean. My dream is also really sad. Oh no, mine is also sad. It's relevant that I'm from Indiana, but when I had this dream, I was in Minnesota. It's relevant. Why the hell were you in Minnesota? Don't worry about it. So, in the dream, I... Okay, I woke up in the dream. That's how it started. Oh, that's Um, unfortunate. I hate dreams that happen like that. (laughs) Oh, me too. I woke up at my real home in Indiana... Uh-huh. And I knew I was supposed to be in Minnesota, and I had been there that night. Uh-huh. I'm going to alert you that the mic is still right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had a dream. So I, it was the sense of being in my home, but being completely alone and knowing deeply that something was very wrong because I could not have gotten there on my own. And I had no idea how I got there. And my mom called me and was like, where are you? Well, like, why aren't you in the hotel room? Where where are you? And I was like, I'm at home. And I have no idea. Okay. Guys. What's wrong with you? I went to Manhattan Hook Car Door, and I said, hey, how old is she? First of all, she's a little quirky. <laughs> I put the boots in her we're talk- We're talking about my Build-A-Bear frog from my birthday. <laughs> Yesterday. And so I whispered in her, hey, how old is she? And and she went, I don't know. I said, over 18. And she nodded. And I was like, okay. And then, he said, and then I said, good for Goosey. So I'm not going to tell my dream. No, it's a it. really sad dream and no one's listening to me. No, I was listening until he started eating. I'm starting over flesh. my dream every time. <laughs> I'm starting it over. I'm starting it. Okay, I'm listening. I'm focused. And my mom called me from the hotel room in Minnesota saying, Hey, where are you? We need you to to be in the the hotel room. I cannot dream. I cannot sleep tonight. (laughs) We need you to be in the hotel room. And I had literally the feeling that I was having amnesia and something was seriously wrong with my brain and my ability to think. And I knew I had gotten to Indiana somehow, but could not remember why. And I thought maybe I was having like early onset Alzheimer's or something horrible in my brain where I had amnesia. And it felt so terrible because I knew and I couldn't remember. And I was supposed to be there. And I had no way to get back from Indiana to Minnesota in time for when my mom wanted me back. And so I was freaking out. So I got, I went outside and there's a car and I got in the car and started just driving to Minnesota because I couldn't think of what else to do. And I got pretty far, and then I was going through a path in the woods on the car, like a road in the woods. And slowly my car 
started getting lower. Oh, I'm all like this. And I didn't know why it was getting lower. And I was already, the whole time I was driving, I was still really confused about where I was and how I got to Indiana. And I was like crying. And I thought that something was so deeply wrong with me that I needed to go to the hospital. But before I just needed to be back with my family in Minnesota. And so I was driving and my car starts sinking and no one, I'm in the woods. And it's just sinking and sinking, and I didn't know what to do because it's sinking. Like into and, the ground? Yes, into the ground, Ew. my whole car. And I look, and like vines from the forest are wrapping around the car and pulling it into the ground. And I just don't know how I got there, or what's happening, or why I'm sinking into the ground, or where I am, because I'm not in Minnesota. And then I woke up for real, and when I woke up for real, I'm in Minnesota, and my parents just aren't in the room anymore. And it's like... Oh, five yeah, in the morning. They went on a walk or something. It's shit. five in the morning and my parents are just gone and I don't know where they are. And I just burst into tears because I still thought I was dreaming and that now I was having amnesia again. Like in real life, I thought that I had amnesia or Alzheimer's or something. And that that's why I couldn't remember where my parents were and I couldn't remember getting back to Minnesota. And I was like crying because I thought that something was deeply wrong with my brain because I didn't realize it was a dream for like five minutes. Look, I that is horrifying. Yes. The forest bit is a Dora the Explorer plotline. <laughs> you fell into some quicksand and Swiper came after no, you. No, vines were wrapping and pulling it. I've seen Go Diego Go plotline. Okay. We can change. I can adapt. It was horrible. Okay, so um, remember that time I told the dream about how um, I was in Germany? Um, so was my girlfriend and my parents... Somehow thought I was 15 and too young to have sex. Yes, even though love that dream. It was a great dream. So, yeah. um, at the same night... When I, you were actually 16 and definitely able to have sex. I was 19. Don't, um, be, don't believe her, Sarah. She's just trying to get into the bar. So, this dream I had the same night. It was basically part two. This time it was a fight with my dad and my stepmom. Don't psychoanalyze me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We were at a store. Um, my dad offered to buy me soda at the store, and then um, I grabbed some snacks that I was going to pay for myself. Um, I put them on the belt and was going to put the divider there. He thinks I'm trying to make him pay for it. He started screaming and calling me a spoiled bitch and won't listen to my explanations. Then he makes me carry all the groceries home and then throws all my things away. And then I woke up, so I was having a bad night. So, like, how was this... Was this a continuation... How is this a continuation other than it continues the saga of your family being mean to you and also your dreaming? But it's real because their family is mean to you. It was the same night. That was the only thing. Wait, 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 wait a second. You had a dream. Woke up, remembered the dream, went back to bed, and your brain was like, you know what? I'm actually not done with that. You're still 15. You're still young, too young to have sex. Um, but also Redux. They take all your stuff. No, those were two, like, separate dreams, I think. But, like, right back to back. So, like, the first dream um, where my parents thought I was 15 ended. And then the next dream was where my um, other set of parents thought I was a spoiled bitch. Oh, it was both of them? You really got rocked from both sides of your family yeah, in one night. the first one was my mom and my stepdad. And then the second was my dad and my stepmom. I'd like to get rocked by your sides of the family <laughs> the same night. Do you know any good uh, coffee shops near your family? That's funny. Thank you. I found it a good one. Oh, I just got that. Anyway, what's the summary? (laughs) (laughs) Every episode 
and without fail you forget. Um, there's a prom, and Cheryl wants to be prom queen, but Farm is like, no, no, no. Hal has escaped, and Betty knows he's escaped, but nobody believes her, and then he chasey chases with hook, car, hand, man, door. Um, Gargoyle King exists. Um, John, oh, Archie wants to box... But not, but not college, and his mom says, but college good, and he says, no, no. Trigger bad, warning, bad. eating disorders. Triggers, eating, he he say, no eat for me. <laughs> this is such a bad way of doing triggers. Sorry. <laughs> he trigger. He say, no, no foodie in this tummy <laughs> for no. seven days. What's the first scene of? The first scene is... The first scene is... Shut the fuck up. This is my one job. <laughs> Betty and Veronica drive to the crash site where Hal supposedly died. Remember that? And how our last episode was fully the whole episode and you remember everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was but, definitely longer than remember, 20 Remember minutes. how you're really up to date on everything that's happened because the last two episodes have been keeping you really well informed. <laughs> so Betty and Veronica drive to the crash site... Um, where Hal has supposedly died. They ask FP what happened, and he says that everyone in the crash died, and Betty thinks Hal definitely escaped. And you also find out that all their heads were cut off somehow. Yeah. They were, every single one of them, they were able, they found ten heads on the scene. Now, I don't know if we ever get an explanation about where Hal, Hal got an extra head. <laughs> I don't know. He was just like... And jail, he was, like in jail, he was like, "This is my no." It's Penelope's. <laughs> no, it's Need a different. Head? It's a different kind of head. Hey! <laughs> we got ten different types of head. Just implies that they had they had sex with all the corpses. Anyway, ew. Um, FP FP when he tells Betty this, <laughs> when Betty's like, "No, I I'm sure he's alive. I like I know he planned this." FP's like, "No." We found Ted Heads. He's dead, Betty. I'm sorry. And my only thought is, why are you sorry? She obviously wants him to be dead. The worry, it should be, he's dead. Thank God. So Betty thinks Hal escaped. Oh my God. <laughs> my funny, th- my funny one cast. No one addressed it. No, I was just saying that so I knew where we were. My funny. Your funny was funny. I my funny. Um, then Archie's mom arrives because unfortunately... Fred's actor is now deceased. So Archie's mom comes to take care of him and says his dad is away. She comes to his house and he's like, you didn't have to come all the way here. And she says, it's fine. Things were slow in Chicago. Here's a little spoiler, Sarah. Things are going to be slow in Chicago for a while. At least seven years of a while. Yep. A long time. I'm going to kill all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Betty warns Alice about Hal escaping and Alice is like, okay, cool. I have a tattoo. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. That's Look at my seen. tattoo. It's an infinity symbol. It's like that one book, A Wrinkle in Time, but I hate better. In time. I was going to say it's autism awareness. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because of in- an infinity tattoo? Infinity yeah. symbols um, are used by people with autism. I didn't know that. To like replace the puzzle pieces. The puzzle pieces bad. Jug talks to Jellybean about their mom leaving <laughs> and then he tells her to stop playing G&G and she says I meant the Gargoyle King and we're supposed to go on a quest for this book for this gospel right she says they're supposed to look for this gospel but she and Ricky never found it which I enjoy the canonization that they suck at LARPing <laughs> I just wrote I love enlisting 12 year olds to find my secrets 
But it's not secrets. It's on the bus where they all hang out. What's the secret? They were there yesterday. I think they're just bad. Then Veronica tells Archie slash Mad Dog something that I don't remember. <laughs> then a pipe burst. Oh my god. There's a, okay, there's a fight coming up. There's a tournament coming up. And as Archie's manager, Veronica would like to sign him up for the tournament. Archie says, sure. Mad Dog's like, yo, yo, yo. If you ever want another person to manage. I know you're not doing enough work, Veronica. You're only holding down two jobs and a managing gig. I can be your second client who also has no experience. And Veronica's like, mmm, yummy. More boys in my tummy. And then, <laughs> and then Fangs runs out of the bathroom wetter than an Irish kitchen. Except his whole, like, shirt is dry as fuck. It's just it, his hair. Yeah, his hair is, like, dripping and his shirt is fully dry. I would describe it as sopping. And, and he's like, oh, it's like Niagara Falls in there. It's not. It's like what it says some geyser blew up. Old Faithful blew up in the bathroom. And that makes it sound oh, like I his ass. Thought it, <laughs> I thought a serpent was called Old Faithful. Oh, my God. And then Archie puts on his Mario hat and goes, it's a me. I'm plumber boy. I can fix it. And then Veronica says she wants to invest money in his gym. And th such is the scene. So then Betty, Betty tells her friend she's worried about Hal escaping, and then it quickly shifts to talking about Jelly Bean. Well, and then it's just crunching. It's funny. And then it's it quickly like shifts to Cheryl entering the chat, talking about how she wants to be prom queen, and the theme for prom is Fire and Ice, which is a throwback to season one, episode one. Where Veronica and Betty <gasps> made out. Um, and then she Wait. says, vote Shoney, vote Shoney, vote one of those. Vote Shoney for prom queen. And this is a big moment because as soon as they say the ship name within the television show, they canonize the way of saying the ship name. And this was in a lot of promotional material, how to say their ship name. Madeleine Pesch is really it. upset with people that say Choney. I can't, I say Choney. Because it sounds better. It does sound better. <laughs> Because Shoney sucks. It Sarah? could have been Terrell, which is way easier to say. <laughs> Terrell sucks. Terrell Dactyl. Terrell's a name. Terrell Dactyl. That's true. Terrell's a fucking name. It's Terrell. the name of Matthew Morrison's ex-wife in Glee. I was thinking of... Her name's Terry. It's not Terrell. I'm so stupid. Yeah, it's not. Oh my god, isn't please. Isn't your mom's cousin's wife's name? Oh my god, it is my mom's cousin's wife's name. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. <laughs> oh my god, you're, they're going to be able to find you by <laughs> my mom's cousin's wife's name. Is Terrell. <laughs> you're such a good girlfriend. Oh, god damn it. Uh, anyway. Blorp. <laughs> then Archie's mom brings Archie food. I want to say that they were like, okay, she's going to be a new main character on this show. What's the first thing she should do? Make him a sandwich. New woman character. Step one. Sandwich. Make 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 the boys a sandwich. Yeah. Establish the role in the family. And then, and then shoot. Destroy his dreams. <laughs> destroy his dreams. dreams. That's their mom character. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. They were like, all right, she's a woman uh, and a mom. She's going to make a sandwich and say your dreams aren't valid. And that's all the scene is. That's the episode. It rules. What a great. So she says Archie shouldn't do boxing, which I actually agree with, even though I'm shitting on it right now. <laughs> Don't do that. Then Betty practice her, practices her shooting. 
And then she gets a t- call from Dr. Curdle Jr. that says a hand they found at the scene matches Hal. And I'm just so confused about what this crash, crash was. People's limbs all got cut off. No. Well, no. It was just Hal. They, the thing is, they didn't find any use, like usable di- uh, DNA in that except DNA. The hand. <laughs> except the hand. Except that one hand. Like, come on, guys. Then FP calls... And then he says, for good or ill... Your father is Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Manhook Car Hand. Manhook Car Door Door Hand Car Man Handle. Um, <laughs> then FP calls Jughead from Junkyard Steve's and they go on a Junkyard bus. Steve. Oh my god, what a sentence this is. FP calls, calls Jughead from, from Junkyard, Junkyard Steve's and then they go to the bus in the junkyard where the gargoyles liked to hang out and they find the gospel. <laughs> Wow, what a sentence I just said. Um, and then inside the bus is a bunch of Blair Witch shit for no reason. Just hanging out there. And they find the gospel. It's just in one of the seats. It's just very obviously a seat is cut in the middle, of, just in the shape of a book. It's really bad. And then Jug just shoves it down his pants. Like he's headed to prom and it's toilet paper. What? What the fuck? I don't know what you mean by that. No, the thing is, you shove toilet paper in your pants to make your bulge look bigger. Okay. Oh, you do that with tits, too. It's yeah. Like, I didn't know other people like that didn't have tits did that. Good How did... No, you should have known that. They said that on Glee. It was literally the last Glee episode they watch. Sam talks about shoving things down your pants to make your bulge look bigger. I thought that was just with stripping. Hallelujah! <laughs> we shouldn't record this late. Now it is 11 p.m., then Veronica tells Archie he's back in a tournament. I don't understand this plotline. Someone else has to explain <laughs> There's two on. tournaments, uh, okay. you dumb No, guy. no, that hasn't happened yet. Um, Archie asked his mom if she would let him go to the tournament and sign the, th- sign the waiver saying that if he dies, they're not liable. <laughs> and Molly Ringwald is like, no. And Archie's like, Rightfully okay, so. I'm going to forge your signature, mom. I'm so good at that. That's a skill I've always possessed. And then he gives it to Veronica, and Veronica's like, yummy, you get to punch someone to death. And then he asks Veronica to the prom, and she says yes, but they're going as friends. That's funny. Um, and that's funny. And then Evelyn shows up at the prom ticket table that she... Ow! Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I had a moment where I realized Veronica wears blue, and Archie has red hair, and it's fire and ice. And I got so excited that I started hitting your arm. That hurt really bad, so you were so strong. Anyway, I don't know my own strength. Evelyn shows up to the prom table where Cheryl's selling tickets and says, campaigning for prom queen is strictly forbidden, end quote, which is funny, and I laughed really hard at it. Um, it's forbidden because everyone at the farm is supposed to be an equal, and if somebody's higher than another person, it means they're not equal, even though Edgar Evanever is higher than everyone else at the farm. Then Betty and Jug read the gospel and talk about it and maybe its connection to hell. Oh, and... and <laughs> Jug says the book the book reads the gargoyles were thought to be evil spirits from the cl- clouds preying on people. Yeah, and then, they're um, peeping toms in heaven. And then the Griffin te- Queen turned them to stone. They fell from the sky and shattered into even a bunch though, of pieces. Listen, even though the Griffin Queen is a made-up title, Betty yep, canonically yep, mm-hmm, created, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but apparently and doesn't exist. She's she's real now. I can't imagine having a cult 
someone creates a counter cult and you're like, no, I can use that in my cult. <laughs> and you just write it in. That's funny. Not what, I don't think that's what that's happened. That's some fanfic material. I think the writers forgot that, that she made that up. No, I but really in-universe, that's how it has to have happened. Um, Archie's mother, Molly Ringwald, calls a recruiter from the Naval Academy to watch Archie Beats box. She death. tells him this, that the Naval Academy has a boxing um, thing that's really prestigious and that he could have college also if he was in the Naval Academy. It's a good time to note that I hate this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. The naval lady meets Archie. She tells him that if he if he was recruited, he would get to box, get an education, ser- serve five years in the military, and maybe even have a professional boxing career. But I I, military propaganda sucks. Don't join the military. No. I, yes. F- perfect. If the military is the only way you can get an affordant education, go to the military. But it is bad that they have to do that. And don't be, like, super fucking loyal after and be like, I love the military. Don't do that. They already scammed you. Don't give them more. That's still not the problem I have with this plotline. It's such a good pitch. You get to box, which is the one thing that you want, in a competitive scenario, and also go to college, and then serve in the military. The serve in the military is the only thing that would be the big downgrade. And Archie says, I don't want to serve, I don't want to go into the Navy. And you're like, that's sick. That's fine. I understand that. Except for the fact that he ends up in the army for seven years. He has no problem with the military. I don't know. It's just college. He hates college. It's so weird. They clearly defined a character trait, which is, I don't want to pee part of the armed forces. Which, let me tell you, Sarah, of all of the character traits, that's such an easy one to uphold. Just don't make them join the armed forces. And then they do. And it's not like he didn't have other character traits. By the time he joins the armed forces, he's running multiple businesses. They could have just had him do that. It's so stupid. But instead, they have him refusing to join the army to do the thing he enjoys doing. For, for what? A professional boxing career that they forget about at the end of the season. Yeah. I don't like the... I don't like shows being like, oh, if you can't... I don't like saying that if you can't afford college, you have to join the military. I don't like that. But Archie would totally do this. He would so do it. Like season it's so in his one, character. Archie would totally do this. It's so in his character. It's so weird that he doesn't. Like, this is just not... It, do, it does something to me. Also because I've had family that have boxed for the army. <laughs> so, like, I know how it works, generally. Yeah, if you have to join the army because you want education, I'm so sorry. But, like, good for you for getting an education. Archie sucks. I hate this man. Archie wouldn't suck if they didn't make him join the army. This would be perfectly fine and an upholdable character trait if they weren't like, oopsie poopsie, you're an army boy. And then he's, he's so into the military for the rest of the show. Then Betty and Jug meet a tattooer who tattooed Kurtz, and he says he only tattoos people who are 18, but he doesn't ask for their name. <laughs> I don't know how that works. He's also yeah. like, show me your ID, but I don't want to know your, your name. name. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to me. That's well, not how that works. Okay. Don't judge a man for being illiterate. All right? Like, let's <laughs> not... Michelle. I saw someone on TikTok say it's really mean to make fun of Leah Michelle for being illiterate because there's nothing wrong with being illiterate. No, but there is things wrong with and being Leah like, Michelle. I was like, that's not what... Our... Is this the hill that you want to die on right now? It's this? <laughs> defend, defend the racist. Anyway. Do it. 
Then Edgar tells Cheryl that she, if she is prom queen, she won't be able to see Jason anymore. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Why do you care this much? Sarah, look into my heart and soul. Every single time a character joins the farm, and we never brought this up because it was stupid, but every single time they talk about the farm, they're dressed in all white. They were dressed in all white at the musical. They're dressed in all white every single time someone joins the farm. Every time the farm is shown, they're dressed in white. Except for this episode where they're dressed in whatever the hell they want. And I'm like, why would why would you establish something for a cult, which is supposed to symbolize purity, unity, oneness, and lack of individuality, and then just not do it? Like, you could just make them wear white. Perhaps if you made them wear white, then someone that hasn't seen the other episodes would be like, why are all these people wearing white? There must be something going on. Instead of just her walking up to a 32-year-old man and being like, hello, and him being like, you can't talk to Jason anymore. And you have to that be like... That man is older than 32. That... Evelyn's 31. Yeah, he's Evelyn's older. like 30. Yeah, but he's, he's older. older I know you say that, but we have no confirmation about his age. Well, he's a creep. Okay, I was gonna say... He has this whole speech to Cheryl about unity and oneness from his own private office that he has <laughs> because he is running it. It's his therapy office. It's for privacy. He just records all the sessions and shares them with everyone. Um, all right. Then. Who might, what? I can't imagine like someone going up to me and being like, hey, so you've been a part of this cult for a long time. Are you chill with pretending to be this girl's dead brother? Yes or no? What's the yes-no on the dead brother sitch? That's funny. Like, how in character... Do you think they're method? (laughs) Do you think once they get in character, they're like, no, call me Jason. No, once they're in character, they're like... (laughs) (laughs) That was a good joke. Um, You didn't get it, but that's fine. It was a visual joke. No, it wasn't a visual joke. It was an audio joke. joke. It was a joke about how he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak. Oh, That's why I was quiet. Um, I liked that. Hell yeah. You get then, me. Ver- wait. Do you think he talks? Wait. <laughs> do you think he talks in her visions of him? Yes, because Alice says, she says, do you talk to... Jason? Ch- to Chick. No. Do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Charles. And she says, yeah, I talked to myself. I know, but like, do you think Jason talks? Yeah, they all talk. No, no but, but like, Jason says, never I've talks. Seen, but I, th- I think does. she's... Why do you have a tattoo right now? No, because Jason think, talked no, but later. Like, I genuinely think in that season she says, yes, I've seen my brother. I don't think she says, yes, I've spoken to him. No, but the, all the, all of them, like, Alice confirms that they speak. I know, but he, he does say talk to Jason and not talk with Jason. Then Veronica <laughs> talks to Pop. I don't know. Oh, and Pop, Pop's all moody. Well, he's all, he's like... So you and Archie, huh? Are you back together? She's like, we're just friends, Pops. What was off like, once mm-hmm. is now back on again. No, Cheryl said that, but not Pops. What is now? What was off is now back on again. I hate that. Here's trigger warnings <laughs> for a really stupid plotline about Archie being over six pounds, so he can't be in the match. So he has to lose six pounds by Friday. Okay. Yeah. So let's skip Can we it. Just skip it. Yeah, let's just skip it. I mean, it, we should bones. keep bones. No, not bones. <laughs> Bones, that, that's baby. Bones. 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 No, that's bones. bad in this context. What? Bones. No, it's applicable in this context. <laughs> bones. Bad. bad in this context. Bones. It's bones. We're not talking about it. It's bones. <laughs> it's bones. It's bones. You'll bones. never know why it's bones. <laughs> well, in this case, we know why I it's bones. I made a theme song. <laughs> 
Betty thinks Edgar is the garg, and so she <laughs> talks. To, she talks to Jug about why she thinks he's the garg. Oh God, Spoiler so alert: fun. he's not the garg, though. Oh, it's that's the big. It's your wife. It's, it's the Bedgar oh, scene. It's. Said, Ew. I'm sorry, I just wasn't. I don't like future wife. I think that sounds weird. Future bestie for send the restie. Send me tw my 20 bucks back. I will. No. I will, my little sweetle. You, you my sweetle dee and sweetle dumb. Sweetle dee and sweetle dumb. Hey! <laughs> if you were stuck on a subway, I would eat you out on the train. No! Thanks. That's so nice of you. What's your name again? <laughs> I wish I remembered. June? Is one of their names June? No, isn't the, is one of their names That's August? how not good this book August. is. I don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just stuck your fingers in my mouth. I'm sorry. Cut it, cut She's it. She's not into that. Thanks. I could be now. I am now to awaken something in me. You really stuck them in my mouth. The fact that you guys have taken this. This is the Bedgar scene. This is the one. This is what every Betty Edgar shipper goes to. It's the take off your shirt no, scene. No, it's not. It's, it's literally. Not. It's not. It's when <laughs> you're so stupid. Hey, that was a hate I'm crime. I'm sorry, it was. It's literally when Betty's telling Jug why she thinks he's the gargoyle king. Um, to go back to the Archie <laughs> thing, um, they moved. They moved the tournament to Friday, which is the same day as the exhibition match that he has with the Navy recruit lady. And Archie plans on going to both, which I find stupid because there's going to be way more tournaments. What is this word? What is that? Hatch. Cod? They eat people. They eat people, baby. <laughs> Edgar says casually that they eat people. And then Betty comes in and accuses Edgar as being the guard. They say he they eat people? Yes. No, he's talking. I think he's talking about a different culture. No, he's not. He's not? He says that when the elders... Die. I they... thought that was about a different culture. No, he says that when the elders die, the cult eats their body to consume them. I really do think that was. About no, another... it wasn't. Oh no. Edgar says that they eat their elders. Well. As I think we should do with our elders. Trigger warning cannibalism? No. I plan on digging up my own grandfather's grave. And going to town on that sweet, sweet um, bone marrow. But the, the <laughs> stigma around cannibalism is rooted in anti indigenous You taught me that. What yes. So be careful about that, y'all. Yes. But these are all very white people, so I'm going to yeah. make fun of them for it. Exactly. If they're white, you can make fun of them. Anyway, I'm this, saying that. As all of you stop talking about the actual social issues and get to the fact that this is the Bedgar shipper scene. There's a lot of social issues, like, just within shipping that, just so you know. <laughs> pedophilia. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning pedophilia. Oh my god. Um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a fan cam, I don't know what else to call it. Of an edit? An edit, thank you. Of Betty and Edgar scenes set to Toxic by, what is it, Britney Spears? Yes. People think that, whoo, this is spicy, and it always revolves around the take off your shirt line, which admittedly, weird line. Weird line. But he does. It would be different if she was like, take off your shirt then, like angrily, like prove it or something. Then why don't you take off your shirt? So then it's going to be an ad break. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the show. In the next scene, 
Archie has hot raw dog sex. <laughs> then Jug reads the junior prom thing in the Garg book. That's way less fun. Then Betty pitches a prom theme to Cheryl for, okay. And Cheryl then, just doesn't care. Um, Veronica and Archie talk about the fight that we didn't get to see and Archie got fucking pummeled. Yeah, he, I mean, he didn't get pummeled, he just lost. That's Which funny. I just want to be clear, he he's screwing up his chances to do to, to get into a college what is he for a fight that God. he lost in his first tournament. I just think that this is multiple levels of stupid. He's so dumb. Any, um, anyway, after that, um, they call him Punch Drunk. He go, pow, pow. Blah, 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 blah. Um, then Veronica... Awooga. Wango wango. Whenever Lotmeal says she's gonna get changed, I go ba wango a wango wango wango. That's so funny. Make sure he doesn't like eat my rocks. She says I hate you. I hate you so much. Make sure he doesn't like eat my rocks because I think those are fucking. But I find that I find that joke so funny. It's so funny. Oh, he's purring. Please don't do that. Stop it. It's loud. Oh, he's doing it. It's too late. <laughs> he's too happy. Hey, make him hey, sad. Hey, Lumpo. Someone make can him you sad. give me? Can you give me a good old meow? Thank give you, me the buddy. Cat. He hates me. <laughs> I'll stop okay. purring if I pick him up again. He hates when I pick <laughs> him up because I'm really. Sure. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> you make a nice sound. Okay, I'm picking this man up. No. no. no, no, no. <laughs> so the next. So the next scene. Um. Man hook car hand hook door. Car door. Oh. <laughs> I think I like this. Episode. The Mandela effect fell. <laughs> oh, then Veronica meets with Archie and the recruiter um, at the the next fight. Um, and Archie gets into the ring, trips, and falls on his face in front of the recruiter. <laughs> and passes out. It's extra funny because she's like, oh, we think it was food poisoning. So just the idea of thinking someone has food poisoning and then them showing up and being like, I can do this. I would be so terrified if someone with food poisoning was like, gonna I can still He's going to punch me in the face. <laughs> just shit himself. <laughs> I would be so scared. That's how you lose. What? I rude the day that I can't make a poop to lose six pounds joke in food poisoning. It's the perfect setup. Do it. That's how you lose six pounds. Remember, like two nights ago when no, you went no. chomp on the banana muffins. This is a okay. lumpy. Lumpy stop. went chomp. This is the least we've ever done. This is the most we've been ourselves on the podcast. I know, I hate it. Okay. Yeah, because I'm fucking tired. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? Lump, you want it out. Everyone, shh, 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 shh. Okay. Prom night. There's a truce with the poisons and the serpents so they can team up and catch the garg. There, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. The fact that the poisons are in in this has no effect, and the no, scene could be nothing. cut without losing actually anything. Yeah, it could totally be cut. I wonder be. what draft of the script involved. The, there wasn't a draft of I the script. I would love to see <laughs> yeah, the like, Riverdale oh. draft scripts. I don't think there is draft. Like, I don't think they do draft. So anyway, they all go to prom. Um, well, no, then that's not what happens next. <laughs> 
talks to him and he says i want to see how far these fists can take me oh yeah i didn't remember that scene because it's stupid you wanted to talk about it earlier no i just wanted to talk about the general plot line i didn't care about molly ringwald repeatedly well, saying his dreams are stupid well she agrees he can do it I think. she's wrong she's so wrong for that <laughs> i don't like it um the moral shouldn't be, I guess my kid doesn't have to have a good life. She didn't hear how he lost in the first round of a tournament. He didn't even, like, get... He, he lost in round one. That was rough. He's not... Good. No. <laughs> At um, boxing. Then Pop asks Veronica to sit down. Oh my and god. <laughs> so much happens. And then you don't see what the something is. What? Yes, you do. No, you don't. Not yet? Really? Yes. God, this show is He literally, stumped. she's in a big renaissance dress. Pop says, Veronica, sit down, I want to talk to you. And then the scene cuts away. <laughs> Betty rigs the vote so she'll be prom queen. I don't understand why. I don't remember. She's running on a pose. She, do you really want to know? No. She Too rigs bad. it for no reason. No. She's running on a pose. No. <laughs> She no, knows. but Cheryl's also rigging it in her favor. She just rigged it with not enough votes. <laughs> they start counting the votes. They're like, why is there a thousand total votes? There's only oh 200 God, it's people. it's the Glee line. <laughs> it's literally Rachel Berry. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, so... That. No, the reason she rigs the plot line is because that there's a part of the gospel that says on the night that the Griffin Queen is crowned, like, the lead of the freaking universe or whatever, of Elder Bear, she's, <laughs> she's, she's gonna declare the Gargoyle King the king of Elder Bear, which doesn't track with the Griffin Queen's role in the universe of G&G, &G, but, like, who the hell cares? And since Betty's already established herself as the Griffin Queen, that means when she gets announced prom queen, she's going, her, I don't know if her plan is to, like, <laughs> give over the town. I don't know what it is. It doesn't make any sense. She's lucky that it's interrupted because, like, I don't know what step two was. There was so much going on in this episode that nobody explained. They just were like, "You, got the audience understands, right? They totally get what's going on. No, instead of explaining, they're like, also the pretty poisons are there. Like, anyway. The well, her dress is pretty, so Veronica, that's all Yeah, they also made the prom medieval themed because I don't know why. They were like, this is part of our plan to make it medieval themed. Because they had to make it seem like it was a coronation ceremony. That's so fucking stupid. That's really Stupid. Um, um, Archie looks like garbage. Well, Veronica and Archie dance together. Every single person in this darn auditorium is stepping on different beats. They're all li listening <laughs> to songs so in to radically different tempos. I know, are. I know, I know. I was like, but that's kind of realistic. Then Veronica reveals she doesn't own the diner or the speakeasy. Her dad does, and she got played. Well. He gave her just, like, Don't. the wrong document. No, like, he gave her a fake Which deed. is actually illegal, but... Yeah, I was gonna say, that's very illegal. Oh, no. Hiram's done something illegal. <laughs> Color me absolutely fucking mortified. <laughs> then Betty gets... Oh, dear God. Th thank God he hasn't done anything worse. Then Betty gets a letter from the garg. Oh Talking about the Gargoyle King after being like, <laughs> Hiram committed a crime as like he's running a cult. <laughs> the letter says Betty needs to meet the Gargoyle King in the bathroom without anyone with her. 
Or the well, revelry no, 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 no. It says she needs to go to the site of the first Ascension Night, which she interprets as the bathroom, which is wrong. It's so wrong. Because it's the classroom. It's only the classroom. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why it's so fucking hard for them to remember their own canon when they're referencing it. I don't know. I remember it, and I don't want to remember it. I don't know how they don't. I think everyone who writes this is high as fuck. You made yeah, the Breakfast 100%. Club. You have the Breakfast Club girl. You had her make a sandwich. <laughs> so then Betty wins prom. I meant to write prom. <laughs> <laughs> Betty wins prom. No one gets crowned king. Betty totally wins prom. Oh, I skipped Tony and Cheryl dancing. Don't. Um, but Cheryl basically <laughs> says Jason isn't as important to her as being prom. She was fine with the 30-year-old indoctrinating teens, but she was like, you know what? Me talking to my dead brother isn't as cool as a plastic crown. <laughs> She's like, Jason would want me to be prom queen. Betty and goes to the bathroom. And there's flashbacks to Alice, to Alice. and also entering the bathroom. Again, I in want, a better timeline, we would have had goth Betty, but it's fine. No, goth Betty looks awful here. Yeah, but that's... that's but, uh, Sarah, up. I want you to imagine that you've never seen an episode of Riverdale before. And I wish that were me. You see someone walk into a bathroom. It's all graffitied with lipstick that says, flip for your fate. And then randomly, as she's walking up to the chalices, you see flashbacks <laughs> to the same person lit slightly daughter, darker eyeliner in the same place. And like that, they don't explain it. They're just like, here's a person also entering both, the bathroom. They both expect you to remember every single thing about this show How and you forget nothing. The Midnight Club oh, thank you. And then she doesn't flip for her face and the lights change. Now, I don't know if normal school bathrooms can do that. Anyway, all the lights, lights turn red for, like, mood lighting, I guess. And then she goes outside and sees the Gargoyle King. And then in my head, porn music starts playing. But in real life, it doesn't. And the Gargoyle King just stands there because I'm pretty sure that they're unable to walk in that costume. Oh, yeah. I was like... I'm, I'm like, 90% certain that if they were to walk, they'd reveal that they're standing on a soapbox at all times. <laughs> um... Then Betty confronts the Gargoyle King and almost shoots him, but Hal tackles her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't know if it's Hal. Okay, it's a random man in a... With a hook hand. <laughs> yes, a hook hand. Or hook hand man. Um, I want to say, okay, what if Betty had flipped for her fate and say she died? Who? So, the Gargoyle King was there in the giant costume with Hal. <laughs> and one of them <laughs> would have to deal with that. And Hal would be like, aw... Shucks. And they, like, why were they there? I need to understand the Black Hood's motives. The own, the stated motive of the Black Hood is to get Betty to be a serial killer. And then this entire scene, he's trying to murder Betty. And I'm so like, hard. I have, you would like me to believe that this man has gone full, I want to kill my daughter. My theory is that he's been away from people for so long that he saw her in like the scent of a human overtook him like a shark with blood and he had to kill. I thought you were talking about like B-Stars level things. Like what? Don't. Oh no. What does that mean? Nothing. So I will not. I he will has forget. a hook for a hand. Man hook, door hand, car hand. And boy dear howdy, they let you know it. Um, They're not like subtle about it. How? This man got a hook hand and he's like, this is the best day of my life. He drags it across the lockers and shit. Yeah, Can you he imagine does. showing he up next day and someone's keyed your locker? <laughs> no, no, it's I've never seen... Instead of Thor, do 
Okay, but the crash just happened. So whoever this is, their hand was cut off. Whoever this is, really a mystery to us all. The hook is stabbed into their open wound of a hand. And every time they use it, I like to imagine they're just like, ow, fuck. Like, it's just hurting so bad. Now they're too busy being punch drunk. They can't feel a thing. I'm crying because I accidentally said man Instead of whore, car hand, whore hook. Instead of fucking door, I can find this. Boy, do I know something about being a man whore? If you look up man whore, it's a picture of you in the dictionary. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want to know what I look like, Sarah. Look up man whore. Um, then, uh, hook. I wrote just hook. Someone is dead. We don't talk about who that is. I'm actually convinced that this man, after death, gets sent to a purgatory where a bunch of people dressed up as Peter Pan and the Lost Boys torment him for the rest of his life. Also, I just remembered why I wrote no in, like, giant letters like a serial killer. Because they played Deepish Mode and I got... Yes. Oh, my God. For, like, like, ten seconds and it made me so mad that I scribbled giant letters on my page making me look like I'm actually going crazy. That is such a good like serial killer scribble. I genuinely look insane. No, she, she didn't say it all. Um, she wrote, no, not Depeche Mode. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, I just, I want to say somebody is dead. Um, and you know how we talk about Midge for seasons after her death? But we never mentioned whoever the fuck this is. I think there's like two or three dead people and we never talk about it. Fuck them. Midge wasn't the most important for some fucking reason. Because Midge rules. Midge symbolized symbolized everything that was good about Riverdale. These bitches don't though. They fucking suck. Everyone hated them. They Um, probably were gargoyles. They were gargs. They were in the poisons. (laughs) Probably. They were pretties. Um, Betty then hides in a pantry closet. It's a closet. Um, and then Jug finds her and she cries very Can convincingly and hugs him. Can we talk about everything that's happened in this closet? This is the closet that was the site of the first Griffins and Gargoyle murder. Also, Jug lived there. Yeah. And Betty, in her hour of need, is like, what would be unlocked? Ah, uh, yeah. The murder bedroom. The murder homeless closet. Um, Betty goes back in the closet in the episode called Fire and Ice, a reference to that one episode where she kissed Veronica. I don't even know if that was really a reference, or if I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) They probably did. I can't fucking tell. They were just like, Fire and Ice is a cool dichotomy that's never been used before, and I'd like to use it now. That's definitely not been used before. My words are unique and original. (laughs) (laughs) Then, do you think, sorry, do you think the Riverdale writers are ever like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, like really sad, or are they just having fun? I think I, think I would feel so unfulfilled with I think I would have fun, because you get money for doing, like, But I feel like I did nothing for the world to benefit it. Like, I would yeah. feel horrible about myself. Um, then FP talks to Betty about who it was. Why did we need this scene? No one what? knows. I mean, shout out to the Riverdale writers for giving me two friends. Can I shut up? Anyway. Oh. Sorry. sorry. No, that's that a really so sweet thing to say. Oh that's so God. sweet. Oh, no. Oh, no. You were telling her to shut up. <laughs> she was being so nice to me. 
It's because I remember that at the beginning of the episode, FP had a cast, and I was like, why the hell? So he had a sling, and I was like, why the hell does he have a sling? And then later in the episode, in the second scene that he's in, in the entire episode, he doesn't have the sling. He and I'm like, No! And I'm like, what happened? Why? What? I know what happened. It's that his actor hurt his arm on the day of filming, and so they just put it in a sling and filmed the scene because they were running behind schedule. And, like, they forgot to actually have it be part of the episode, and so it's just there. That's so stupid. That's so funny. Then Archie and his mom talk. Oh, yeah, lick that. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, he's actually talking to me. We're all doing things you can't see while we talk. Anyway... Um, Sarah, you do not want to know what goes on behind the there's scenes. There's a reason we don't rec- video record. Then Betty tells Alice that Hal is alive, and Edgar is like, we can keep you safe at the farm if you want to be here. And she's like, yeah, I do. Wait, video podcast, but we have sock puppets. <gasps> I love that, truly. That's amazing. That's so good. Do the sock puppets look like us? No. <laughs> yeah, we socks. can make them look like us. They're just fucking socks. Can I make my sock look like Blaine? No, it will if you if it's you. We'll look like him anyway. Lord. Okay, I'm giving this four out of ten orals during the podcast. I'm giving this four out of ten shirts taken off. Fours. It's such a four. We didn't talk about the last scene. We fully did. I just said it, and nobody commented, so I just (laughs) moved on. (laughs) Did you not want to talk about it? No. Are you gonna? Oh my god. I thought. Rate first. He did. Oh. <laughs> Rate the other. Okay, so have. I give this a uh, negative five out of ten. Why will Uber Eats not let me order fucking tacos? That has nothing to do with the episode. That has everything to do with we were to, what I'm gonna cut out of the episode. I hate this. It also did let you order tacos. Thank you, Sarah, so much for listening. I have been punch drunk. I've been vote shown shoney. <laughs> I've been mandor handhook cardor or also alternatively mandor. Am I been lumpy? Go have an orgy with your besties. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> end it. End, end it. it lumpy. End our suffering. How do I end Go to stop recording. Where is it? Oh my god! Please don't right scream. Now. He's a- He's sleeping, guys. He's sleeping.